Hello and welcome to this latest episode of the Text Help Talks podcast. In this episode, we're celebrating Northern Ireland Apprenticeship Week. Led by the Department for the Economy, the, the annual week-long celebration aims to raise the profile of apprenticeships across Northern Ireland by bringing together partners, including local councils, employers, universities, further education colleges and private training providers. Through a series of mostly virtual events, the week will demonstrate the benefits of becoming an apprentice and showcase how apprenticeships can work to strengthen and grow businesses, communities and the wider economy. You can find out more details about all the virtual ha- events happening across Northern Ireland by visiting the NI Direct website. In this episode, we've brought together a lineup of speakers who have been involved in our very own apprenticeship scheme here at TextHub, which is run in partnership with Belfast Metropolitan College. Since launching our apprenticeship scheme in August 2020, TextHub has taken on three apprentices and we're looking forward to taking on more in the coming months and years. You're hearing from me, Shauna Hanna, content strategist at TextHelp, and today I'm joined by Andrew McDermott, our HR officer, Neil Whiteside, trainer assessor at Belfast Met, and our three apprentices, Shay, Laura and Stephen. Uh, Thanks to you all for joining us uh, today for this very special episode, and thanks to everyone on the other side for listening. So to kick us off, we should start by digging into what exactly is an apprenticeship. And to answer that question, I think we should start by talking to Neil Whiteside. Neil's background is in financial services and education, and he now works as a trainer assessor at Belfast Met, where he delivers, where he helps to deliver apprenticeship qualifications from levels two to four. Neil, um, so the, the most people will probably understand um, apprenticeships as a form of work experience, but as we as we have learned over the past few months, being involved in the apprenticeship scheme, that's really just scratching the surface. Um, could you tell us a bit more about the apprenticeships courses that you run at Belfast Met and what, what all is involved? Yes, of course, Sean. So um, what an apprenticeship really involves when it boils down to it is learning on the job, so on-the-job learning. So you're learning, um, yes, you do look at, um, obviously, theories um, in terms of technical skills, but what you're doing is you're actually learning on the job to um, have an end result of the skills that you're developing. So it's not like a sort of a traditional educational course where you're just learning the theory. Um, in an apprenticeship, you actually get the opportunity to put that theory into practice, um, which is um, one of the best things about doing the course, that at the end of it, you have actual positive skills that you are using every day, apart from instead of actually learning about skills, you're actually getting the opportunity to use those skills. Um, one of one of the sort of the main benefits to doing um, an apprenticeship is it's a, it's a paid employed pathway which Mm -hmm. means that whenever you come out at the end of an apprenticeship you've been paid a wage throughout the whole apprenticeship so um it suits um some people are maybe thinking of like a career change that who are maybe used to working and thinking yes i want a career change but i can't afford to give up my job to go into full-time education so an apprenticeship is the perfect solution for them Mm -hmm. um in terms of the the apprenticeship as well, instead of it being fully funded, um, you get your qualification at the end, and you don't come out with any student debt or anything like that. So the main sort of um, purposes of the apprenticeship is you gain your professional qualification at the end, and that can be from level two right up to level six or seven, depending on the apprenticeship course that you're on, and you're not saddled with thousands of pounds of debt at the end of it. So, and of course, of course, I think you know not not everybody wants or 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 can go to university as well. 
Exactly, exactly. Like, there's many people say the like, university is the be all and end all of sort of mm-hmm. educational routes. Vocational qualifications are just as valuable as going to university. And as you quite rightly said, Shona, university is not for everybody. And mm-hmm. it used to be before you didn't really have the option in terms of like the professional services that we have now, all the apprenticeships and in those sort of areas that you just have the opportunity to go to university. And as you said, it's just it doesn't suit everybody, that form of education. So as I said, with the apprenticeship, you still get the professional qualification at the end of it. But what you've got is depending on sort of what level, if you do your level two and your level three and your level four, you've maybe got three, four years of practical experience behind you as well as the professional qualification at the end of it. So um mistake that some people make about apprenticeships or they look at the traditional apprenticeships of sort of construction or motor mechanics and things like that. And what they don't know is there's a whole plethora of other options out there for apprenticeships. So in terms of the ones that that, that I am involved with personally, and um, you've got the likes of SEALs, financial services and business administration, um, even through the likes of hospitality, with apprenticeships run there. And then it works on up to your higher level apprenticeships. And the higher level apprenticeships are being added to every year. And it's just, it's an option for us to sort of target where do we need to develop a type of pipeline of talent and that can be done through a higher level apprenticeship so you've got things like uh, cyber security and network infrastructure ranging through the accountancy so people think um if i go to if i want to be an accountant i need to go to university no you don't you can start by doing your um start at um by your, your accountancy training by doing an apprenticeship as well so and then build your way up can indeed. So what, what we really want to do is it's actually starts even showing up before apprenticeships. We've got sort of non-paid options, likes of our college connect and skills for industry, which are like level one qualifications. So somebody who's maybe not quite ready for the workplace, and um, they're more of like a classroom-based course where they'll go in and learn employability skills and they'll start on a level one course, whether that be business admin, hospitality, to learn the sort of technical skills that they require. And um, then um, the guys in our sort of careers team and the guys in College Connect Skills for Industry, they'll look at maybe job placements and things, getting them just sort of the taster. So we can have people who can start at a level one qualification and through a vocational route and work your way right up the higher level apprenticeship. So going to degree level from starting at level one on a non-employed pathway. So as I said, you still can get right up to your level five, six, seven qualifications mm-hmm. through a vocational pathway. You don't you don't need to go to university. And that, that's not to say that university isn't for some people, but it's not the only option out there. So as I said, what, what we want to do within the net is have that pathway that someone can come in at level one and that can even be someone coming in with very little qualifications and we can look at doing essential skills with them get them their english their math their icp and as i say because traditional education doesn't work for everybody and um, that doesn't mean that somebody's not capable of progressing to a higher level so we do have people who come in um, with very little sort of formal qualifications start by doing their essential skills then work their way up through apprenticeships and there is finally the option to move on to if they wanted to a higher level apprentice apprenticeship there in the end so it is it's a fantastic opportunity for a sort of different path to traditional education and for for anybody who might be wondering um uh what kind of what's what's the division of time between training and work and assessment you know there might be people listening that that are yeah. thinking oh my, oh my gosh how do how do i work all day 
do the training, do any assessments, things mm-hmm. like that? What, what's the kind of balance well, of time required? What, what we do in terms of your, your, your working is your training because you're learning on the job. So it's not a case where we'll say, oh, for four hours this week, you're going to be trained. Yeah. You're learning on the job. So what, what we try to do is um, um, at the initial sort of stage of an apprentice being taken on, we'll sit down with the employer and we'll chat about what is this person's job role going to be. And our apprenticeships are generally quite flexible in terms of the units that people cover. So what we'll do at that stage is we'll try and match the units to what that person will be doing on a daily basis. So their development through work is their development on their yeah. apprenticeship mm-hmm. as well. Um, in terms of um, the higher level apprenticeships, they'll have day release from college, the college that they will attend. Um, in terms of myself, um, delivery of my apprenticeship, I actually go to visit the apprentices in the workplace. And this will be done a minimum of two hours every four weeks, uh, sometimes more, just depending on apprentices' individual needs. And assessments are built in in those two hours that I'll be out. So in terms of your actual training, you're learning on the job. So it's not a case of we'll set aside two or three hours. You're learning for 35 hours a week, every mm-hmm, day. Mm-hmm. all the time you're in work, you're learning. And a lot of your evidence that you gather for an apprenticeship, it occurs naturally because the units have been selected based on what you do as part of your job role. So you don't have to maybe go and get an awful lot of extra evidence mm-hmm you're doing it and you're become confident now we don't expect you to be after your first two weeks in to be confident in absolutely everything it's a journey so at the end that what we want to do is map your competency throughout the journey against the units that have been picked and those units have been picked to work in with your job role so everything should just naturally occur and you've always got um as an assessor i'm always available for if anyone does mm-hmm. need a little bit of extra help i'm always available at the end of the phone at the end of an email so if anybody is struggling and we are flexible as well in terms of if we set an assignment that we do know people have pressures of work so it is a case of it's it's not as sort of maybe structured as university that if maybe somebody does need a little maybe a couple of days extra on their assignment that is things that we that we do look up for them that if people are under pressure so if you've got a big deadline that comes up in work we know primarily yes you're an apprentice doing a course with yourselves mm-hmm. but you are an employee of a company which yeah. is which is very important and that is your primary role as an employee of a company and you're doing this apprenticeship with the qualification so there is an element of flexibility from from my own delivery anyway that if somebody is struggling and they do maybe need an extra couple of days to do an assignment um based on an extra heavy workload there's no issues at all with them uh, that that will definitely alleviate any any questions or concerns that that anyone who's who's listening might might have. Thank you, um, Neil, for that. Um, you touched on the fact that there's many different routes to um into apprenticeships and that people take part for very different reasons. Um, this is uh, of course something that we find in our own apprentices. Um, so I think um I'll turn now uh, to hear their perspectives um uh, uh, as well. Laura, I'll start with you. Um, you joined TextHelp as an apprentice in our marketing department and, and you're working towards a qualification in business administration. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you came to be involved in, in the apprenticeship scheme and what your experience has been over the last couple of months? Yeah, so um, when I first heard about this opportunity, um, I had just completed a master's degree um, and I was looking for a graduate role in marketing. Um, but I very quickly found 
myself facing a problem that I think a lot of graduates face, um, which is that, you know, in order to secure the job that you want, you need to have industry experience. But then mm-hmm. in order to gain industry experience, you need to have a you need to be working within that industry. So mm-hmm. it was really just by luck that I kind of stumbled across across this role being advertised on LinkedIn. Um, and it just felt like it was almost like tailor-made for what I was looking for and my circumstances. Um, so I had never really considered an apprenticeship before. Um, I think the reason for that was really that I had a very limited understanding of what kind of industries apprenticeships served and mm-hmm. um, who they're open to as well. Um, probably thought it was week. probably thought it was something that you did for you know to sort of post yeah. sixteen um to um, yeah exactly you know, post school yeah. age yeah mm-hmm. yeah so like the message I had gotten from kind of careers advisors at school was always that apprenticeships were an alternative to university and uh-huh. they were kind of for school leavers and for people in, interested in sort of practical trades um and so what I've actually learned is that apprenticeships are they are, they are all of those things, but they're also so much more than that. Um, and that wasn't the full picture. Um, so I think it's really great that we're raising awareness of the real sort of variety and diversity that there is in apprenticeships um, and what they have to offer people of kind of all ages, all backgrounds, all career paths. Um, you know, I think they're a great entry point into an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely like the added support that you get from having your mentor both within the company and at training college that's a really key thing um you know I just wish I had known about this years ago (laughs) (laughs) um so you you mentioned that there are a lot of misconceptions about who apprenticeships are for um Stephen if I'll I'll turn to you for for a second I understand that you chose to to take on uh, one of our PHP developer apprenticeship uh, role as part of a career change in fact um could you tell us um a little bit about your background and how you find out about the um apprenticeship um scheme uh, at tax hub yeah certainly um i uh, i was uh, originally employed in uh production mostly working for uh uh fast moving consumer goods like i worked for michelin and i worked for coca-cola uh unfortunately I found myself in the position of uh, uh, some health issues, which um, forced me to look at a career change. Um, uh, at a time in my life that it was um, it was quite daunting because uh, I was older, obviously, than most of the students, and I found myself that I didn't have the qualifications that I needed to, to look at different industries. Um, so I ended up uh, actually going to uh, Southeastern Regional College, uh, where I did uh, an HND in computing systems. Um, that led to me uh, completing my bachelor's at uh, uh, Ulster, Ulster University at Jordanstown there. Um, uh, a friend of mine um, that uh, was in my uh, degree course um, actually had uh, just started a job uh, at Textile. And I was actually just chatting with them, and I was I was kind of telling them that it was I was looking at jobs, and it was kind of frustrating because uh, not only did I not have uh, industry experience because the the degree that I I had didn't have um, a placement year, but I found that some of the some of the content of the degree was was quite outdated as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so he recommended uh, the apprenticeship here uh, at Textile. Uh, which just suited me right down to the ground mm-hmm. um, because I looked at it and I was going to get the valuable experience that I needed 
um, not not only to complete the job, but to boost my confidence in, in looking for, for a job and starting a job. And what, what would you say to anybody who is maybe um, um, a little bit older, as you said, than, than your traditional student age that that is considering or, or yearning for, for a career change? I was actually quite surprised because, um, like I say, it, it was intimidating. I thought I was going to be like this old man sitting in class <laughs> full of kids, you know. Yeah. But uh, actually, in our class, um, it's a very, very diverse group of people. And mm-hmm. I think our average age is somewhere in the mid-30s. Um, and there's quite a lot of people at the minute that are looking for that career change, sort of mid-career. So take the leave of faith. Yep, yep. You just have to try it out. Yeah, absolutely, um, and um, it's great to hear the diverse the diversity of the backgrounds that 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 not not only our own apprentices, but that, as you say, um, Stephen, you know the others in, in your class and 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 those different backgrounds uh, that they've all come from. Um, I think I think one of the things that that you guys all have uh, have in common is the benefits you, that you're actually taking from the experience. Um, so I'll turn to Shay um, now for for a second. Um, Shay, as as a um, you're you're one of our um, apprentice JavaScript developers. Um, g- could you give us um, a little bit of detail around what you hope to gain from your apprenticeship here? Yeah, it's just uh, getting industry skills. So if I do go looking for other jobs, I can show them what I've done and what I can do. And then that will help me later in life as well. Uh-huh. Um, uh, t- tell us a bit more about about what, kind of the work that you're doing uh, now, kind of what, what department you're you're in, what, what does the role involve? Yeah, at the minute I'm just making small code changes uh, till uh, my coding abilities get better. So we're working on the PDF.js PowerShell at the minute. Mm-hmm. And I'm just changing everything. So uh, for people in different countries, uh, the words get uh, also translated for them. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to read our website and our different products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what, what training have you, have you received or, and what, what, what skills are you developing even further? Yeah, the, I received training in JavaScript and CSS. And then later on, I'll be getting more training in React and uh, uh-huh. Native just so then I'll be able to do more stuff in the coming months. And, and for anybody who's listening, um, Shay, what do you, you personally think the benefits of a earn, while you, earn While You Learn apprenticeship is? Uh, not having any debt and <laughs> earning. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, after coming out of university, I, was, I had a load of money. So uh-huh. it's, it's good not having to owe anyone money and you're actually earning a wage. Great stuff. Um. So I'll, I'll turn now just to um, uh, to get a, like an employer or business perspective on 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 the whole apprenticeship um, scheme. Um, I'll come to you, Andrew McDermott. Um, uh, he Andrew's our HR officer at TextHelp, and he has been absolutely instrumental in 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 getting TextHelp um, involved in in apprenticeship scheme, getting getting our own scheme up and running um, alongside Belfast Met. Andrew, hearing um, all these great benefits that apprenticeships bring, bring to a business, I'm sure that's what attracted you um, to um, seeking out and, and establishing uh, the partnership with Belfast Met um, for, for tax help. Um, can you talk us through a bit about how you ended up getting involved and the support that you received in that process? Yeah, absolutely. I suppose um, 
you know, going back to the start, um, I joined Texel about a year and a half ago, but this was something within the first few months of, of joining that I kind of broached with my manager um, uh-huh. who gave me her full backing. Um, she told me to go look into it and come up with a business plan, um, you know, something that I could present to the senior management team because as a company, we'd never been involved in the apprenticeship scheme before. So um, I went away and did a bit of research um, about what was involved, the benefits to the company, the benefits to the apprentices themselves, um, things around the costs, the timeframes, and what courses they had to offer and whether they aligned with our departments and our kind of uh, departmental need. Um, and um, yeah, the senior managers, um, they, they bought into it completely. They were more than happy to support uh, us in joining the scheme. And um, I suppose the first couple of things we did was we went along to some Belfast uh, Met um, employers events. Um, seems seems like the, a lifetime ago now, doesn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> Since it that just, happened. just before the pandemic took hold. And, yeah. and, and despite everything that did happen then after that, um, it really did gather momentum from there. And, um, you know, as, as you say, we ended up with um, with three apprentices joining the, the company pre-Christmas. Um after what was a pretty smooth recruitment campaign. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess the main reasons we wanted to take part were that the courses were aligned to um, with the, the, the vacancies that, that we had um, and um, the apprentices would be learning as, as they worked and they would gain experience um, and they had a really, the college had a really good mentor scheme as well, which provides mm-hmm. ongoing support. Um, so each apprentice would be assigned a mentor from the college, but also... Um, we, we assigned them a mentor as well within the company. Um, we really liked that we could use our own recruitment methods, um, which we knew would mean that we would end up with the perfect candidates who um, were suited to the rules, but also the the company culture. Um, and is uh, is there what 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 advice would you give to to any other employers who are considering starting um, and uh, or or getting involved in in an apprenticeship? And I'll maybe ask Neil to, to chip in there as well, um, as, as Andrew. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, honestly, just go for it because it, it's really straightforward. Um, we've only seen benefits from the from being involved so far. Um, I suppose in the context of the current climate, um, everyone's going through a really tough time at the minute, um, businesses and young people. But... Um, um, you know, especially young people at the minute here are probably disproportionately affected in terms of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're most likely, they're least likely to be um, affected um, health-wise, but they're most likely to be infected by the downturn in the job market. Yeah. Um, so um, it's really about giving people, even young people and people who are looking for a change of um, career direction a chance, um, just opening uh, a door for them. And um, um, the scheme really gives people to, uh, the opportunity to... to um, to do that and um, as you say without going to university and without taking on all that debt that, 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 uh, that involves so um so it's just 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 even to go off the back of covid um there is now an awful lot of investment being made into apprenticeship schemes so yep. there's a lot of funding available for employers to avail of um in terms of for to help the sort of the training and development of their staff so the opportunities are out there so why why not take them um they're, they're there to be used and they're there to help um people develop and they're on the job learning um in terms of like as, as Andrew had sort of mentioned there as well, 
we're, we're very flexible in terms of delivery of the apprenticeships and what's delivered. And we try and match things up to sort of mirror what your vacancies are. Um, we'll, we'll not have people doing courses just for the sake of doing a qualification that doesn't actually align to what they're doing as part of their everyday job because that just that just takes the whole ethos of an apprenticeship away and um, what what we're doing as a college is we're, we're there really just to back up and to help with their development which is going to be mainly and primarily done through their, their on the job work so as i said what, what we'll look at is um the flexibility of making sure what we are delivering matches up with the vacancies and as i said with the whole economic sort of situation at the minute and um, the funding's available there for the uptake of apprentices and businesses would be silly not the avail of these opportunities because they're there to be used and they're there to help develop and the main sort of advantage of an apprenticeship is um, and again as Andrew Laura had mentioned is about the culture of your company which is important so you're bringing people in and you're training them within the culture of your company as opposed to bringing somebody in externally who may not be as good a match so definitely there's the opportunities there for, for everyone yeah i mean you know one one thing that i would add to that as well is that you know we we've managed to do that you know completely virtually like you know the the guys on 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 the on the episode today have have not really had too many opportunities to to interact uh, with with their other colleagues yet i would say you know that's coming hopefully not too far away but uh, you know that that is also a very important part of our culture and we can't wait to get uh, get back into the office to to get them get creative juices flowing even further um and you know it's it's okay to do that virtually but it's it's even better when when it's face to face and the other thing i would that i would add as well is, is to what what you said neil was you know, certainly from from a from a hiring manager's point of view, whenever whenever we um, were um, in the process of of hiring Laura in, into the marketing department, it was really nice to have almost like a menu of of courses that we could match or modules um, that we could match to to what her role was going to be. Um, so that makes that makes her training even more closely aligned to to the role that that we we need her to fulfil for us. So, you know, it, it's, it's really good that there is that out of flexibility from an employer's point point of view um, and, and it's a very straightforward process as well. And Sean I would say that communication is really key the whole way through and, and it's something mm-hmm. that the college were really good at and, and they made the application process really straightforward um, you know, they were always available for any impromptu calls the whole way through um, whether it was um, Phil Allen on the IT side or Emma Morrison business admin side and, 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 and me um, as well mm-hmm. so um yeah, I think if anyone has any um, any doubts or any any or considering that uh, getting involved in the apprenticeship scheme, I would just say speak to the college, speak to employers who've been involved before, speak to the apprentices, and and um, and yeah, really, as I say we've only we've only and, yeah, and don't just think that it's that it's for like tradespeople or vocational jobs. You know, it's it's all types of industries really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, go along to the, the BMC um, events, the, the careers events, and you'll see the whole range of employers that are involved in the apprenticeship scheme. You know, so um, um, those are really useful as well. Well, I'm sure after hearing about all the benefits that can come from apprenticeships, there will be many businesses that uh, that are out there who are really eager to get involved um, uh, and uh, now and, and into the future. 
Um, so I'd, I'd just like to say thanks to all of our guests for joining us today and, and thank you to uh, all of our listeners for tuning in. Um, if you're interested in taking part in an apprenticeship scheme, either as a business or an apprentice, you can visit the Belfast Met website for more information. Do also keep a lookout on our own TechSup website and social media accounts because over the coming months, we'll be opening up applications for our next intake of apprenticeships. In the meantime, you can follow all of the NI Apprenticeship Week activity on social media with the hashtag NIAW2021. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to the next time. Um, don't forget to subscribe to TechSup Talks on your preferred podcast player or streaming service to catch the next episode. Thanks again. Goodbye and take care. <laughs>